Let's get started on the writer. In, in, okay, so we, we left off um, uh, the, the two dots towards the middle of the page on Dafnun Gimelamid Beis, and that's where we're going to start from. And we talked about Misha Ocha, person eight. So we said that if you forgot to uh, bench where you ate and you traveled somewhere else, so it's a machlokes b'shami b'sil in the Mishnah. B'shami says you must go back to where you ate and bench there. And b'sil says, listen, it's not the end of the world. You forgot. You forgot to bench. Now where you are, you're not moving to go back. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's the Mishnah. Now says the Gemara, Rav Zvid, v'itemer of dimi baraba machlokes b'shochach. That's because you forgot. It was unintentional. Abba b'meitzid. What if a person says, you know what? I'm in a rush. I know that b'sil holds. That it doesn't matter, so I'll bench on the road. You know, I'll bench in the car. Okay, there even Bishilu would agree to Bishamai. They got to go back and bench in the right place because you bedavka left. Okay, so so the Gemara says that fits the word. I mean, that's clear because it says in the Mishnah Vishachah you forgot. Sounds like and if he wasn't by by accident, then you must go back. So Gemara says lavdavka. It's not a raya. From the Mishnah, I could not. I could have said otherwise because Maudetim might have thought Hiladin. I feel amazed that even on purpose, Bishil says it's okay to bench wherever you are. To say that even where it was an accidental leaving, you forgot about benching, you still must go back, and that's what tell you Kamash Malan that that in a case of Mazid, Beishilol is molded to Beishamay that you must go back to where you ate. Now Tanya will learn by some Malan Beishilol Beishamay. So Beishilol said to Beishamay, "Lidavrechem according to you, Miyashalchem Bereshabir." Somebody ate at the you know top of let's say the capital steps, okay, all the way up, right? You know, so you know there's tons of steps going all the way up, right? Veshachach, and then he forgot. Okay, um, uh, 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 to, and if he already and he went down, Vlobirch and he didn't bench. Yaxel Rosh Abir, you're going to make him go up all those steps back to to Vivarch to bench over there? What to, you know, like uh, come on, have some mercy. Amr lahen beishamay beisila. So beishamay said to beisila, lidevrechem, and according to you, misha shachach arniki. Let's think about it a little bit different. Let's say somebody left their wallet up there. Yitzbirosh Abira. And he went down, and because he forgot, he forgot his wallet. You don't think loyal of he's not going to go up and gaval the gavart, right? Wait, he's not going to go up and get his wallet? Of course, he's pushing. He's going to go up. Ah, so lechvoid atzma yuayla for his own honor. He's oh, I don't want to. I'm a vatra, my money. No way. So lechvoid shemaim lekoskin, and you don't think lechvoid shemaim deserves at least the same consideration? Yeah, it's pretty good. Powerful, <laughs> powerful. Good stuff. Good time. Good time. Good time. Good time. Okay, anyway. Story. One, even though he accidentally forgot, he bedafka went back to his original place to be machmer like Beishamai. And sure enough, he found the golden wallet. Okay. One was Mekel. Like Beis Hillel, but took it even a step weiter. He says, eh, it's not the biggest deal. I'll bench wherever I am. Like Beis Hillel, and he was eaten by a lion, which basically tells you, even though normally, uh, no, it's an interesting halacha over here. Even though normally we say that, uh, like by Kriyashma, you know, lying down, um, if, you, if you're machmir like Beis that's a very bad thing. But it's very clear from the story over here that it's actually appropriate to be machmir like Beis 
even though you did it bishaygik, as clear from the story. Okay, Rabbi Barbachan Abkaazil bishayarta. So interesting story. Rabbi Barbachan was traveling with a caravan. Achal he ate with where they stopped to eat lunch. He stopped and he ate. Beishtli v'leparach and he forgot to bench. Amar. So he said, hey, what am I going to do? I obviously have to stick with the caravan. What am I going to tell them? Wait for me to go back uh-huh. to bench? Right? Uh-huh. I forgot to bench. I'm relieved. They can all tell me. Well, we have to go already. Right? You know, what's the difference? Wherever you are, you're, going to do- you're, be- you're benching Tashem. So it doesn't matter. You'll be farther along. They're going to say it's not a big deal. So they won't let me go back for that reason. Okay. So mutav daminu better I should sort of switch it around and show yoyna didava and tell them I forgot a golden dove. I left the gold dove and where we where we ate. Wait for me to to go back. Oh, that's a very valuable thing. Taka, they'll say okay for that we'll wait a few we'll wait till you go and come back. Yeah, um, that's very naive. If you're going to ah, 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 well, listen to the story. Okay, okay. I, it's wait for me because I forgot a, a golden dove. Azil, he went, and he benched, and he found a dove made out of gold. Now, so, so the question is, why didn't he say it was a, it was a cow of gold? I mean, something big, you know, whatever it was, but it could have been bigger. Why did he pick a dove, Dafka? Because the Jews are compared to a yoyna, to a dove. What does that mean? My yoyna. Why are the Yidden compared to a yoyna? My yoyna The way the the dove saves itself is one of, is with its wings. Either it fights with its wings, it hits with its wings, not like the other animals that claw or peck. When they're fighting, mm-hmm. they fight with their wings. Very unusual for birds, okay? And if it's not fighting, it's flying. That's its, that's its other solution, right? Fight right? It's fight or flight, but it's always with the wings. <laughs> so that's how they protect themselves. So too, our wings are our mitzvahs, then they carry us. And therefore, when we are in a tough situation, we strengthen ourselves in mitzvahs, and that's, and we, and that's how we fly. And that's what saves us. Okay. You're very interesting flying. comparison. You're about to lose a flight. If you want to, say, if you want to bench uh, one minute before the flight is leaving, of course you want to be able to say, we got a on the airplane. Yeah, we're not talking about that you're mechuyev if you forgot. But you're asking me, you're, you're saying, what? Oh, you, instead of the caravan, you're about to take a flight. That's another example, right. He went with Fnimu Shur Satin over here. You're right. Okay. Um, so the question is, until when, um, uh, 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 until when can you still bench? So kama shir icho. So it says until the food is digested. Well, how long is that? As long as you're still not hungry, so then that's called you can still bench. As long as the food that you ate is making you thirsty still. That's also a semen that the food, that it's still fresh. Does Rish Lakish really say that it's as long as you're thirsty? It's the distance a man walks for a meal, which we, which we say is 72 minutes, right? That's 18 minutes 
times four. A meal, uh, right? The man walks in a, a meal in 18 minutes. Um, something like that, right? So the Gemara says, Lakasha is not, not difficult. Kan lachila, bachila meruba, kan bachila muetes. It depends how much you ate. If you ate a big full meal till you satiation, so then it, the ichol is going to last all the way to 72 minutes. But if it's an achila muetes, so then as long as you're still thirsty from it, you know, you just had a, you know, a small sandwich, so then you couldn't bench very long. You know, 72 minutes is not always the case. It's only if you... If, if you're still not hungry. But anyway, but uh, that, that's why this two shiurim. Okay, balam, nyayin, we talked about when there's wine. So, we, and then we answered, also discussed about answering amen in the Mishnah. We said that if a Yisrael makes a bracha and you only heard the end of the bracha, you can answer amen even though you missed the beginning. As opposed to if you hear a bracha from a kuti, from a Samaritan, so we can, unless you heard the whole bracha, you cannot answer amen because we don't know who he's saying the bracha to. Now, the Yisrael, says the Gemara, the Yisrael, it sounds like that, uh, that uh, Yisrael, even though he didn't hear the whole bracha, you can answer. Now, but how, does the, how do you fulfill your obligation for the bracha if you didn't hear what it, the whole bracha? So, we're not talking about what you ate with them. We're not talking about you being yelled to your mitzvah bracha. We're just talking about your answering. You just want to know, can I answer amen about, on, on the half bracha that I hear? Now, I'm really Rav Lechia So, Rav told his son, Chia, Bri, my son, if they give you opportunity to bench, take it. It's best to be the one who makes the bracha. Grab the opportunity to be the one to make the bracha. Which implies that the one who makes the bracha is more chashuv than the people who answer amen. The people who answer the amen is greater than the mavarich. What's the raya? I'll tell you, it's for sure the case that amen is even greater than the bracha. Why? Because I'll prove it to you. Sheyarei gulayrin yordinu miskarin b'mulchama v'kibarin yordinu menatzchin. When you have uh, there's people who sort of call out the charge, and then there's the people who answer to the charge. Who's the one that's really winning the war? The ones who are answering the charge. It's like you know. So they say. Uh, so the, the so it's so the one who's making the bracha is really calling out to everybody else, and the amen is the one that's actually winning the battle. So that's the that's the story. So bottom line is. Which is better, the bra- to say the bracha or to answer? I mean, tonight it's machlokas tonight. Daniel the Brachas says, "Echad mevarach vechad oina." I mean, one who makes the bracha or answers, "Amen." Pemashma, that's both. So that's one of the tanoim. So there's a tano that says like that. Okay. So Shmuel asked Rav a question. What about the kids who are making a bracha? Do you answer amen to those young children? For everybody, you answer Amen. Not the kids. Because they're practicing brachas. They're not really making a bracha. That's when they're not make, making a bracha on Aftoira. But if the, for the Aftoira. <coughs> That's the re- that's when they well, do a bracha regularly, you can answer amen. Yes, right. But when it's a practice bracha, not yeah. but like so that's what after is yeah. sometimes we we are allowed the halach is that you're allowed to give a child the the the, the opportunity to make after to say the 
to do Haftarah, and because of that, that's the Haftarah, so therefore you should answer Amen to that. The oil that you rub, put on your fingers after, before benching to make your fingers not smell bad is Ma'akiv the Bracha Divrei Rabbi Ziloi. Rabbi Zivoy Oimer, ain't a ma'akiv. He disagrees. Rabbi Achomer, Shemin Toiv ma'akiv. Good smelling oil is ma'akiv before you bench. You can't do that. You can't bench before doing that. Rabbi Zivoy Oimer, Kshem Shem Zuam Pasol, Lavoy the Kach Yadav, Yadayim Mizuam, Ois Psul is the Bracha. You can't make a Bracha if your hands are all dirty. I'm not familiar with all these different opinions. But a price I do know, which is What does that mean? That's the nitil sedayim before the meal. What is that? That's the ma'imachronim after the meal. Ki kadosh. What is that? Zeshem, and that's putting oil on your fingers to clean your fingers. Ani yeshem lekechem zubracha. I am Hashem your God. Then you make the bracha. So you're supposed to do all three. Now Rashi points out that the shemen, the the oil is for people who are accustomed to doing that. If they have a process of cleaning themselves, that they always purel their fingers afterwards before you know before they leave the meal. Then you need to do something like that before benching because you want to clean your hands. Yeah, that's what apparently they did my machronim, but they also had some oil to make it smell good, and that's the idea. Okay, so now we're up to the new Perek Bar Hashem. You see a place where a miracle happened to the Yidin. There's a special bracha that you make. Blessed is he who made miracles to our fathers in this place. If there was an idolatry there and the idolatry was uprooted from that place, that's a special bracha for that. So all of these uh, uh, natural occurrences of uh, like so there's the the wind you know, like there's thunder lightning um, earthquakes earthquakes right so all these all these uh, special like very powerful winds hurricane winds tsunami uh, what tsunamis all of these things I married you say Baruch okay. Olam okay yeah. Rabbi, uh, Rabbi, on the yeah. one where it says where miracles were performed, does that mean to Yidim? We'll get to it, we'll get to it. To we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. It's on the, it's, we're discussing that. Right now it sounds like famous ones that happened to all Yidim. We'll see more about it. Okay. Um, so that's the point being is that all these things are heard very far away, like a, a loud clap of thunder. So therefore it's God's strength. And might is shown throughout the world, so things that are big, massive things that occur are um, would um, as what's being referred to over here. Allah somebody sees an amazing mountain, uh, a hill, that, a very impressive, beautiful sight. <laughs> on the ocean, Falanaros and the rivers, Falamidbaros and on the de- big desert, Omer Baruch This is the Baruch of Osebaracious, because this is. Uh, you know, seeing the nature, yes, seeing creation. Creation. Rabbi Omer When you see the great ocean, um, which we refer to as the Atlantic, Omer Baruch Shasa Hagado. 
he who blessed, he who created the Yamagadol, because there's a special quality to the Yamagadol. Now, all of these things is not if you live at the beach and every morning you get up and you go see the ocean and you make a bracha. It's only when you see it only occasionally, then these brachas are appropriate. But if you see it all the time, then not. If it rains after when you need the rain, okay? And Surah Tova is good news. Then the brachas are Tova Metiv. Absurd rose. What if you hear bad news? Omer Barthainamis, you say, Blessed is the true judge. Barnabai's Chadash, you build a new a house. The Kana Kalim, you bought new clothes. Chadash, Kalim Chadashim, Omer Bark Shachianu, Gimanu, Gianu, Lasmanazai, you say Shachianu. Mevarcha Ara, Mein Alatova, Balatova, Mein Alara. We'll see what that means. But the bracha <coughs> that we make for bad is along the lines of the one that we make for a good, and the good one is also along the lines of the one that's for bad. We'll see what that means in the Gemara. <coughs> if somebody cries out to Davin for what happened already, that's called a wasteful prayer. <coughs> Gives examples of this. His wife was pregnant. I'm davening that my wife should give birth to a Zohar. Well, it's harezu tulashav because it either is or it isn't, but it's already established which way it is because it's in the stuff. It's visible already. It's hukar upra. somebody's traveling from far away and he's coming to to his town. and he hears in the town he's outside on the outskirts and he hears crying in the city. Omer and he says that whoever's crying is from a household. Well, guess what? That's harezu tulashav because it's too late at this point because. Whoever it is, it is. So that's called the Tula Shav. It's a wasteful Tula. You're not supposed to do that. Hanichah is the crowd. Somebody enters a city. Mitzpah time. So this is talking about a city where, you know, it's known they give out tickets, <laughs> whatever. They look for excuses to get you in trouble. Dangerous cities, right? So basically, you're supposed to say two prayers. Once when you got in the city, and once once when you leave the city as a thanks. What? We'll see, we'll see. Benazi Omer Arba. We'll see, we'll see more about it. Benazi Omer Arba, it's four brachas. Shtayim b'knisasa, two on the enter. Shtayim b'knisasa, and two on the exit. Meaning, no sin hodash over. Before you say the bracha, you say, thank you Hashem for helping me thus far. V'tzolak alasad. And then you pray, please protect me from where I'm about to go. Okay? So it's once on the path and once in the future. On each way. And the way out, you also thank Hashem for saving you and that He should watch you for the future. How do I know that you're obligated to make a bracha on bad just like on good? Because the Pesach says, You should love Hashem your God with all your heart. What does that mean? With both your desires, your Yetzar Tov, Right? Even if you're about to die, even if it's taking your life, you're still supposed to love God with all your life. That's willing to give, willing to give ourselves up, you know, to die al kiddush Hashem. And then Well, what does that mean? All your funds, all your, uh, all your money. Now, Darachar, another pshat is in, in Meodecha is related to the word measurements. Every measure that God meets out on us and gives us as a punishment or whatever it is, good for good or for bad, you have to thank Him for what He gave you. Baruch Hashem, Hashem gave me this, is what I needed, right? When you're on the eastern side, eastern gate, you should not be uh, lightheaded 
because Shumukhuban connected Bisakodsha Kodashim. The eastern gate goes right, you can look right in to the Kodash Kodashim, so you need to be very careful how you behave there. When you enter the base of Migdash, you don't the Harbait, the Temple Mount, you don't go in with your staff, with your sandals, with your backpack, okay, with the with the dirty feet. You don't make it a shortcut to cut as a cut through to get to somewhere else quicker. And surely you're not supposed to spit. In the Migdash, they had, they had a fancier way of answering Amen. They didn't just answer Amen. They would say, so they would say, That's how it was in Vice Rishon. When the later people started saying, Well, there's no world to come, there's only this world. So, there's only one world. So, we, we switched the way to say it. This world to the next. They also established that you should greet each other by using God's name, and it's not considering, considered ne- not, not appropriate to use God's name in that way. It is okay. How do you know? She never been a boss bomb, came from Bislechem. So he's greeting them by saying, God be with you. So it's okay to say God's name in greeting. Uh-huh. They answered back, Yavarach Hashem. Never Omer. Uh, also we see Hashem Imcha, it also says Hashem Imcha Gibarachayo, when the angel greeted uh greeted uh Gidon, he said Hashem Imcha Gibarachayo. The Omer Al Tabolski Zikna Imcha, which means that you're supposed to take the advice of the elders of your generation, even you know, and trust them. The Omer It's the time for God you do away with the Torah. Rabbi Nasramer, Fear Torasecha Mishum Esosashem. But Boaz realizes that people were forgetting about God and they needed a daily reminder in their greeting. And that's where, by the way, our expression of greeting each other with Shalom Aleichem is uh-huh. one of the names of Hashem, is Shalom. So therefore we want to mention God to greet people. When people talk, we say Baruch Hashem. Using, having Hashem Shemaim Shogar B'Picha. Shalom. Right, exactly, is the, is, is, the, is the idea. Okay, let's continue. Okay. Gemara, where do we know this from? That uh, when you see a place where miracles happen, they make a bracha. Amr of Yochanan, the Amr of the Pesach says, V'yomr Yisro. We had it not too long ago in the Parsha. V'yomr Yisro, Baruch Hashem. Blessed is Hashem, Hashem Yitzil, who saved the Jewish people. So that's a basic source that you see that you're supposed to make a bracha when... When you see the miracles, or you you pass by the place of the miracles, mm-hmm. so the Gemara asks a question. This is your question. Is it true that for only public miracles that happen to all of Kali you make a bracha, but not on the private miracles? There was a fellow. He went to this place. Every Yemina is the name of a place. A lion attacked him. It's Avli Nisa and a miracle happened, and he ended up being saved from the lion. It's Whenever you get to that place where the lion attacked you and you survived, Baruch, Baruch, uh, you should say the bracha, Baruch Blessed he who made me a miracle in this place. Another example, Marbury the Ravina, the Arvos, he was in the place, in this, in this valley of Arvos. He was super thirsty, he was really uh, dying of thirst. 
And in Sabla Inisa, Ivrile Eina Demayan, a miracle happened, and the spring showed up, and he was able to drink and survive. Vishdin, he drank. Vusuzim Nechada, Havakazal, the same person. Havakazal, Beristikad Mechusa, which is the marketplace of Mechusa. And what was there, Vinafale Gamla Pritza, and there was a wild donkey, a camel that, you know, like was went nuts, you know, whatever, a rabid camel, it's pretty scary. And it's sparkly, Ishisa, and uh, basically one there was a door of, of, of a place, no place to go. And then the door miraculously fell fell down, so he was able to Alakabe and he was able to escape from the camel. Okay, Kimatul Arvas when he came to Arvas, Baruch Baruch Shatli Nes Barvas. Obigamal um uh and Gamal. And Kimatul Riska de Mukhusa Baruch Baruch Shasli Nes Bagamal Ubarvas. So he mentioned it's interesting, he mentioned both miracles. But the primary miracle is when he passed by that place where that miracle occurred. And then he says, and I was, um, and he mentions as an aside the other miracle that God saved him with. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's, that's one of the four That's problems. a good one. No, but the point being is a special bracha when you're there where a miracle happened. That might be one of the four brochas, you know? That's the space where he had a miracle. No, we're not, Gomel anyway. We're benching Gomel is a different thing, but there was some, we'll get to benching Gomel, but we'll talk about that too. But this is talking about a special bracha for a miracle that occurred to you, to a person. Okay. Now, bottom line is, we see from all these cases that a miracle of a private person, you also make a bracha. So what's the deal? Why is the Mishnah only talking about a miracle that happened to all of Kal Yisrael? So Amri, the answer is this. On a miracle that's public, that happened to all Kal Yisrael, everybody who passes there has to make that bracha. But if it's a private situation, only him, Rashi, Vilna Gond brings down, him, his son, and his grandson have to make that uh, bracha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Moving can on. It, can it be done with, uh, in your own language, in your own words? Uh, it's there's a I mean there's a there are there is a form of of the waking of the bracha. It's not it's interesting. It doesn't sound like you're saying it baruch atashem baruch But maybe you do. Uh, it doesn't speak out. It just says what the the nature of the bracha is. Basically, that Hashem made a miracle for me in this place or for my fathers. But again, it's only him, his son, and grandson if it's a personal miracle. Okay. That's where they crossed by the Red Sea. Where they crossed the Jordan by the story of Yoshua. Where the crossing of the, the, the Wadi of Arnon, we'll see more about that. The stones of El Gavish, all those places. And the stone that Og Melchabashan wanted to throw on the Jewish people. And the stone that Moshe sat on. How would you know that's the stone? I don't know, but there's a tradition. That's what the tour guide said, okay? Shasi Yeshua, Melchamba, 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 and all those, those are examples of miraculous events. Okay, now. But you'll you know never, any of them you'll never see them today. Well, we don't know where they are, but maybe <laughs> you know, sure. for a period they did know. Okay, now, got swallowed up, the salt scattered all over Okay, the we're going to get to it, we're going to get to it. Now, Bishlam and Marvasiyam, I understand the Red Sea, the Chsibayavob and Yisrael, that's a miracle we know about. 
Me'abras Yarden is also Pasuk. Dixiba Yamda Konim Nosi Aron, Bris Hashem, Becharava, Besoka Yarden. Hachain, they stood on the Yarden in firm ground, Becholisrael over in Becharava, and enabled all the Kalisrael to go into dry land across the Jordan, okay, to enter into Israel. Adjah Tamukalagoi, Lavras Yarden, until the entire nation was able to cross the street through the Jordan. Ella, the question is this: Mavros Nachli Arnon, Minalin. What's the whole makar of this crossing of Nachli Arnon? What is the going on over here? Dixiv. So this is a sort of like a hidden story that's not direct in the text. Therefore, it's stated the pasuk in Chukas, uh, and it says that that's why it's stated in the book of the wars of Hashem. Es vahiv besufa, es and vahiv in the end. What's going on? So Tana. We learn this is who is Es Vahev. So the answer is, this is who they are. Es Vahev Besufa were Shnei Hayu. These were two lepers. They had Tsaras. What? Lepers. Tsaras. Ah, they were Tsaras. They walked behind. When the Kaisra were walking, they were behind everybody else. Because they were not allowed to travel together with the camp. They had Tsaras. Kavachafi Yisrael. When the Jews were passing by, also Amorai, the Amorites knew they were coming. <coughs> and Avdi Lahan Kerusa. So there was this very narrow passage between two mountains, and they put they built caves in the mountains, and they hid Vitashabon and they hid in the caves. Amri, and they said like this Kihalfi Yisrael Hacha, when they passed by this very narrow area, we have the major advantage of being up here. We could rain down rocks, arrows, whatever it is, and we'll kill them. We'll kill them all. Okay? Naktalino, and we're going to kill them all. Volavi Yadi, the Aron, have a maski kamehu, the Israel. What they didn't know is that the Aron always traveled in front of the Jewish people. And all the mountains became flattened from in front of them. Came in the Asa Aron. Since the Aaron was was about to come, Ad Dadi, the two mountains basically folded into each other to go down to the ground. Well, what do you think happened when one mountain folds into the other mountain? So the people are hiding in the caves. You get killed. They got all killed, exactly. But the Klal Yisrael had no idea that any of this happened, that there's all these people that were hiding and trying to kill them that died. What happened? Um, sure enough, um, the Katlina, they all got killed. Their blood came down into the wadi okay, of Arnon. They're walking behind everybody else and they see this blood dripping down into the, into the, into the valley. And also, they said, something's weird going on and they called Klal Yisrael. And that's when they sing Shira, and that's the Shira that we have um, in, in the end of Parshas Chukas. That's, that's the miracle, and if you pass by that area, if you can identify it, then there's a special bracha of Asla Neslav Asinu Bamakamaseh. Avni El Gavish, what's the story with the stones of El Gavish? What does that even mean? So, my Avni El Gavish, Tana Avanim Shamdu Al Gav Ish. These are the stones that were on top of man and they came down on man. What is that? This is referring to Moshe. So the Al-Gav Ish, it's like a contracted word on the back of a man, because of man. 
right? So Moshe, so that's Ish. So these stones of the hail were suspended in midair when Moshe caused them, you know, prayed for them to stop. So they stayed there. Yardu al gav ish. What does that say? Yeshua dechsev kach lochas Yeshua benun ish asher ruach bos. He's also called the ish. The cause of a he benosam when they were fleeing mepnei bnei Yisrael heim bemorad beischoren and they were morad beischoren. Hashem hishlech alehem avonu gedolos and then those stones came down again. So basically, those stones that were suspended in the sky, that were the um, that were the barad, they waited till this opportunity when Yeshua was chasing the enemy. And then they came down on top of them. So if you see any of these hailstones, that's the bracha that you make. Evan Shabikish Og Malachabashan Lizrok Al Yisrael. What's that? Gemara Gemirla, that's a tradition. What's a tradition? Amar Amar, he said like this. This is Og talking. Machne Yisrael Kamave, how big is all of Israel? Tosa Parsi, they're three parcels big. No problem for a giant my size. Ezel Viakratur, I'm going to pick up, go find a mountain, lift up the entire mountain by Tosa Parsi that has a bottom. Of uh, three parcels, and I'll just toss it on top of them back to Lino, and they're done. All of Kalisro is finished. So he went, found the mountain just the right size, picked it up, no problem, and was bringing it. And he carried it on his head um, to bring to where Kalisro were. And God caused that there were ants in the mountain that ate through the mountain, and therefore the area where he was gripping it basically had holes in it, and the mountain slipped down. V'nakvua made holes in the mountain, and then the mountain slid onto his head, onto his neck, and now his head is covered by the mountain. So he tried lifting it back off his head. But Hashem caused that his teeth should lengthen, should elongate, like Gisa, like Gisa, to the both directions, and he couldn't pull it off. What does that mean? That God breaks the teeth of the Rishayim? He elongated the teeth, so they hooked into the mountains, so he couldn't lift it up. Moshe, how tall was Moshe? Eser Amos, he was ten Amos tall. Shokal Nargek bar Eser Amos, and he took a stick of ten Amos, and Shvor Eser Amos, and he jumped ten Amos high. Omachim bekarsul, and he hit him by his ankle, um, but, uh, or his knee, I don't know, they caused him to trip. Uh, ankle, vekatle, and therefore he hit his ankle, and then he fell down, and that was the end of Og. Um, so that, if you see... Um, if you see that mountain, that's also a miracle. So there you go, the mountain that he landed on his head. Evan Shiyashav, apparently it came off when he fell. Okay, I don't know. Or it's still there. The hands of Moshe were heavy. What's that miracle? If she looked behind her, and she turned into a pillar of salt. Got swallowed up. That the wall fell underneath it. Now, I understand everything that you mentioned. Nisa, it's a miracle. But what was? Why would we make a, a bracha of miracle for the wife of Lot turning into a pillar of salt? So the Gemara answers, "You're right." You're supposed to say, "Blessed is the true judge." 
not a bracha of miracle, because it's not really a good thing. It says you give thanks and praise. So if you Lot and his wife, you say two brachas. He who remembers the righteous. And this doesn't mean that Lot is considered a tzaddik. What it means is, is that Hashem remembered Avram and saved, for Avram's sake, saved Lot. Uh, even in the time of anger, he always remembers the Tzadikim. remembered Avram. That's what it means, Zohar Tzadikim. And therefore, he sent Lot from the uh, from the turning over of Sodom and Amora. All right, are we out of time? Um, okay, we'll stop over here, closer. Much better, and we'll get, get, get the beautiful page.